This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Father, we are in your presence. We receive your grace. We receive your mercy. We receive your word. Father, as your word is coming, Father, we prepare our hearts to receive your word. We don't want this moment to go by, but we want to capitalize everything, everything that you have for us today. Thank you that you're going to speak to us, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for the spirit of God hovering in this place, doing mighty things on behalf of your children. Father, I pray, let there be creative miracles here. Hallelujah. I pray, let there be healings today. Let the tumors be disappeared today. Hallelujah. Let the barren womb be opened today. Let the blind eyes be opened. Let some deliverance happen. Because of the spirit of the Lord is hovering today. And your word, your voice is accompanying the spirit. And nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hope you heard some battle noise as we were worshiping God. Everything was about battle. Battles behind us, battles ahead. But we are not worried. Because the one who is above everything. The battle belongs to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's go back to our battleground. Hallelujah. Let's go back to our battleground. Hope all of you remember Deborah, who rose up as a mother in Israel. Do you remember Mr. Barak, a.k.a. Mr. Lightning? Do you remember? Last time when we meditated on the account of Deborah, the Spirit of God taught us from the life of Deborah. She was a very multifaceted woman of God. Anyone disagrees with me? Doing many things and fulfilling many roles. She was a prophetess that demanded her to be at constant fellowship with God. She was the wife of Lapidoth that demanded her to take care of her household to be a suitable helper to her husband, to take care of her children. She was a judge, not only for one tribe, but she was a judge for the entire 12 tribes. Look the heaviness of the work, or the Lord of work, lorded upon Deborah. And the judge, the label judge over her life demanded her to discern matters and settle disputes between the children of Israel. And we saw in, she was equipped with so many giftings and so many responsibilities from God. Hope you remember. So we consider how severely the enemy oppressed the children of Israel. That the public roads were empty, abandoned. And the travelers took 
by roads. And the land was looted and so and so forth. The people were afraid. There were 40,000 namesake warriors. How many warriors? In the whole land of Israel? 40,000 warriors. But not even one had a spear or a sword. Those warriors became fat and sloppy. No fight left with them. We also seen that no food in the land. No joy, no peace, no precious things, no gold, no silver, no silk, no embroidered scarves, nothing. And on top of all this, it was a terrible thing that can break our heart, that broke my heart when I read that. You know what is that? The young women in the land, they had to face something. The enemies will come. And they'll take young girls, two for each man. I believe there was a scarcity of young women in that land. See the condition. All of this evil and oppression remained until, until, Deborah arose as a mother of Israel. And we heard Barak, the son of Abinoam, how he stood with Deborah and how he heeded to her instructions. And we also saw how God delivered them and God gave victory over the children of Israel. Let's read Judges chapter 4 verse 1. Then the sons of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazel. And the commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harashit Hagoim. The sons of Israel cried to the Lord, for he had 900 iron chariots, and he oppressed the sons of Israel severely for 20 years. Last week, pastor was ministering about Purity in deeds. Here the sons of Israel, they did evil again in the sight of the Lord. No purity in their deeds. Only wickedness. So when they continued on their wickedness, God was against them. And he sold them into the hands of Jabin and his commander, Sisera. And they oppressed the children of Israel for severely oppressed for 20 long years. Wickedness keeps you away from the presence of God. Rebellion separates you from the plan of God. As long as we put our confidence in the flesh, we can stumble in many ways. We must be quick to repent and to receive God's forgiveness. There is another type of sin. That is called deliberate sin. You know that what you are going to do is not right. You know what you're going to do is going to hurt the Holy Spirit. You know what you're going to do is going to displease God. 
that is called? Because you know it, that you are doing what is against the word of God. That is called deliberate sin. When you walk in the counsel of the wicked, when you stand in the ways of sinners, when you sit in the seat of scoffers, when you knowingly participate in the deeds of darkness, when you knowingly participate that which displeases God, you deliberately sin and you take the grace of God, the forgiveness of God for granted. It is a very dangerous place to tread upon. And that is called rebellion. So as I told you before, rebellion takes you away from the presence of God. You run away from the plans of God. You want to hide yourselves from the call of God. We heard that last week. Jonah. That's what Jonah did. He wanted to run away. From God's assignment. And on the other hand, purity brings the presence of God. You desire the presence of God? Shall I tell you the secret? Purity. Presence of God means you will be able to see God. That's what exactly the scripture says in Matthew chapter 5 verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Purity brings the presence of God. And when the presence of God is manifested, there is deliverance. There is divine health. There is divine provision. There is heaven on earth. You know why heaven is heaven? Any idea why heaven is heaven? Because of the presence of God. Heaven is heaven because of the presence of God. When you walk in purity, you carry the presence of God. When you carry the presence of God, heaven is accompanying you. That's what happened in the life of Deborah. She carried the word of God. She carried the presence of God in her, around her. So what happened? Heaven accompanied her. Hallelujah. Remember Judges chapter 5 verse 7. The peasantry ceased. They ceased in Israel until I, until I, Deborah, arose as a mother in Israel. Everything remained the same, even though Deborah was judging. Everything remained the same even Deborah was prophesying. Everything remained the same. Everything remained the same until he arose as a mother in Israel. When she started to move in the emotions of God. When she started to move in the father heart of God. Amen. So what is to rise as a mother? It is to start seeing what God sees. And you all have the same feeling of God when you see the children of God. When Deborah arose as a mother, she found that everything she has to deliver 
God's people is in God's hand. That's what she saw. So you know what happened to Deborah? When she found out that everything that she needed was in God's hand, you know what Deborah did? She spent more time with her God. She spent time. She communed with her God. And then God revealed the power of her calling. Not just as a judge, not just as a prophetess, but as a deliverer of the entire nation. Don't see yourself just as someone. As you spend time with God, as you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, He will show you why He has called you. He will tell you, hmm, this is not enough. This is not enough. There is more coming. There is much higher thing. There is a progress for you. Do you know that He can use you as a deliverer to deliver someone? You have to spend time with the word of God. You have to spend time with your God. So if you want to some things to happen in your life or the things that you've been waiting to happen in your life, some miracles, some deliverance, some breakthroughs, you will need to progress to the next level. We heard the last time. How can you go up to that level? I already told you. Read the word. Meditate God's word day and night. Be in constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And what happened to Deborah when she arose as a mother in Israel? Did everything remain the same when she arose? When she arose as a mother in Israel? Judges chapter 4 verse 6. Now she sent and summoned Barak. When did that happen? When Deborah arose as a mother. Till then she was judging the land. Till then she was a prophetess prophesying about God's judgment over people. But when she arose as a mother in Israel, this thing happened. Judges chapter 4 verse 6. Now she sent and summoned Barak, the son of Abinoam, from Kadesh Naphtali, and said to him, Behold, the Lord, the God of Israel, has commanded, Go and march to Mount Tabor, and take with you 10,000 men from the sons of Naphtali and from the sons of Zebulun. It is quite likely that Deborah knew this Barak even before this incident happened. Do you agree with me? Then why didn't she call him beforehand? When Deborah rose up as a mother, she started to operate with the very emotions of God. She started to carry the father heart of God. She started to see what God saw. She saw their helplessness. She saw their pitiful condition. She saw their struggles. She saw their, their, their oppression. She had mercy on them. Just like God had mercy on them. And then she knew whom to summon. Because Barak was in the heart of God. Hallelujah. 
Barak was in the heart of God. Because Barak was in the heart of God, Barak was in the heart of Deborah. So she knew whom to summon. Whom did she summon? She summoned Barak. And she knew where they should march. Tabo was in the heart of God. Mount Tabo. Then she knew how many warriors to be taken. 10,000 warriors was in the heart of God. Then she knew which tribe to be selected. Naphtali and Sibulin, these two tribes were in the heart of God. And from where did Deborah got this vital information? From where did Deborah get this vital information? From the? From the heart of God. Because everything was in the heart of God. When she rose up as the mother of Israel, God revealed his heart. So that Deborah could read God's heart. Amen. If Deborah was in her own mind or in her own emotions, she would never have considered this plan. People will call her crazy. You know why? Barak on one side, King Jabin and Sisera on the other side. 10,000 men without any sword or spear who are fat and sloppy on one side. Millions of soldiers with 900 iron chariots and all advanced weapons on the other side. Naphtali and Sebulun, the weakest trouble of Israel on one side. And Haroshit Hagoyim, the center capital nation for all Gentile nation on the other side. When Deborah started to operate in the father heart of God, she stopped calculating. Somebody get this. Hallelujah. Stop calculating. Stop calculating what you have. Amen. If you want to stop calculating, you should know your God. Human calculations can be misleading. It will not allow you to go beyond a measure. It will always tie you up. When Deborah arose as a mother in Israel, now the life of sons of Israel mattered to her more than her own life and anything else. And when she began to operate in the love of God, the fear has to flee. The fear of uncertainty has to flee when she knew what was in the heart of God. So Deborah knew whom to summon and she knew where to march on and she knew how many warriors to be taken with her and from which all tribes. She also knew how to strategize and to execute the plan of God. The war was won. You, you have seen this war, the war which Deborah led. It was the greatest war when you read in Judges. This was the strongest enemy ever. If you read Judges, you will know. The war, this war, this fierce war was won because Deborah followed the exact blueprint of God. 
God's perfect execution happened through Deborah. Amen. Let's read from Judges chapter 4, verse 8-9. Then Barak said to her, If you will go with me, then I will go with you. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. She said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, the honor shall not be yours on the journey that you are about to take, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hands of a woman. Deborah saw Jael even before the war already started. Because Jael was in the heart of God. Amen. Let's read. Judges chapter 4, verses 11, 12. Now Heber the Kenite had separated himself from the Kenites, from the sons of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, and had pitched his tent as far as the oak of Zenanim, which is near Kadesh. Then they told Sisera that Barak, the son of Abinoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor. So the Heber, the Kenite, informed whom? The Heber, the Kenite, informed Jabin that Sisera has gone up to Mount Tabor. So who informed Heber the Kenite about Barak? Somebody has to inform Heber. Who was that? Who was that? The mother. Deborah. Deborah informed Heber the Kenite that Barak has gone to Mount Tabor. Judges chapter 4 verse 13 to 14. So, Sisera already came to know that Bara has gone up to Mount Tabor. And Sisera called together all his chariots, 900 iron chariots, and all the people who were with him from Harashit Hagoim to the river Kaishan. And Deborah said to Barak, Arise, for this is the day in which the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Behold, the Lord has gone out before you. So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. And Deborah said to Barak, Barak, my dear son, arise. Now you arise. Now you get up and go to revocation. You come down from Mount Tabor and go to revocation because the God is making revocation ready. Hallelujah. Deborah arose as a mother in Israel in moving with a father heart. And God revealed the plan to Deborah even before everything started. Everything that looked very familiar to Deborah looks so different to her now. She's now seeing things in a different perspective. Amen. Mount Tabor looks different now. River Kaishan looks different now. Barak looks different now. Amen. 10,000 soldiers look different now. Hallelujah. Until and unless you move with the emotions of God, everything will look very familiar to you. Very similar to you. Cotton will look the same. The people whom you meet, the nearby mountain, the nearby lake or river, everything is ordinary and mundane. Everything will look the same. 
when we move in the emotions of god we begin to see purpose amen can someone agree with me when you begin to move in the call of god you see purpose in everything you see you will begin to see purpose when you meet people when you go to a meeting you will we will see some purpose there when you meet young people you will see purpose in them any event every place you go you see purpose of god in that place how did that happen now you have moved to the next level to move in the emotions of holy spirit now let's turn to judges chapter 5 verse 1 Then Deborah and Barak the son of Abinoam sang on that day saying Deborah was a worshipper Amen from where did she get all this time I don't know I wonder she was a judge she was wife of Lapidoth she was a prophetess she was a leader she was a warrior she is a mother she is a worshipper too Deborah was a worshipper and when God gave them victory when god delivered this mighty army into the hands of deborah and barak they couldn't sit still amen they couldn't go away and throw a party they could not do that but they worship god they counted each and every blessing i want to focus on that i want to emphasize that they counted each and everything god has got done into their life you know something without judges chapter 5 we will not know the inside story of what happened on that day how did you know because deborah chose to sing a song hallelujah when you worship god everything will come out amen everything will become clear i mean no confusion I mean you will remember what God has done to you 20 years back. Hallelujah when you worship God your spirit being is stirred up. Your perspective change. That's what happened to Deborah. She couldn't keep quiet. She called Barak, Barak join me. I want to worship this God. We were severely oppressed by Jabin, but now God delivered. I cannot keep quiet because of his goodness over my life. I cannot keep quiet because of his faithfulness over my life. How can I keep quiet? If I keep quiet, the next generation will fail to know who this God was. Hallelujah. If you don't open your mouth, your next generation will not know who Jesus was. Hallelujah. The worshiper in Deborah arose. The worshiper in Deborah arose. She didn't go and throw a party. she went she knelt before god and she sang praises unto her god she received a song a prophetic song from god hallelujah that's why that was a prophetic song that's why today even today i am standing here when she sang that song those many years back god saw me preaching about deborah today hallelujah the, that the leaders led this is a song that the leaders led in israel that the people volunteered bless the lord for the leaders who took the lead in israel for the people who offered themselves willingly bless the lord deborah's praise starts with the leaders 
She was so grateful to God that God has given few leaders alongside with her. She was so grateful to God that she, she got some people, some willing people who offered themselves willingly. Church, listen, the mandate over this church is to raise up leaders for the end time. Amen. When I say leaders, I'm not talking about you being a political leader or a business leader. It means a person who can lead when the opportunity arises. On behalf of God. As I said last time, God has allotted a sphere of influence to each one of you. Even to the small children, little children, Karen. Kathy, do you know God has allotted you a sphere of influence? Do you know which is your sphere of influence, Emus? Do you know? Your school. Yes, your friends is a sphere of influence. You can influence your friends. When you go to school, when you say about Jesus, you are influencing your sphere. Yes, Michelle. You are not too small for that. God is so faithful when he has allotted you a sphere of influence. Hallelujah. Amen. People who offer themselves willingly. The way you lead, the way you minister, the way you talk, the way you smile, the way you carry yourselves will reveal your willingness. Wow. Hope you got that. Next time when you smile, smile with a willing heart. That your smile will touch someone. Your smile will deliver someone. Amen. Hallelujah. If you willingly offer yourselves to God, you will just flow in the plans of God. You don't need any push from the back or you don't need any pull from the front. You will just flow because you have a willing spirit. And instead, you will push others and you will pull others and you will influence others into the fold of God. If you have decided to serve Jesus willingly, you will serve Jesus in every place with a willing heart, no matter what. If you have decided to follow after Jesus with a willing heart, not under compulsion, you will be bold. You will be strong. And you will stand out from the rest. An unusual courage. An unusual confidence. An unusual boldness and faith will be revealed to the willing people. 
when you say jesus i'm willing i'm willingly offer myself as a living sacrifice you will not care about your life you will risk your life and you will serve jesus that is a willing heart and you will become a comfort and a joy to your leader and to those who are with you but if you are not willing you always need someone to push you you are like this you need some push from your back you always need someone to pull you you need someone to compel you if you are not willing you want always someone to encourage you and you will never be satisfied you will never find worth in what you are doing you will always be doubtful and finally you end up become a headache to your leader and your fellow people debor understood that because she got her strength from some willing people the first thing she prays she worship god about this that oh lord i'm so grateful i'm so thankful that you have given me some willing leaders some willing people who offer themselves willingly verse 3 hear o kings give ear o rulers i to the lord i will sing i will sing praise to the lord the god of israel she is declaring this to the kings of the nations because there are no kings in israel that time she is declaring this to the kings of the nations she is shouting praises unto her god who delivered them out of the hand of this severe oppression do not be a discreet worshipper hallelujah let the world know that you serve jesus let the world know that you are a worshipper of jesus christ amen do not settle your praise let the world hear you praising god and let the kings tremble at the shout of your praise amen when worship is happening here the people around this land the kings who rule over this land should tremble they should know that worship is happening here hallelujah verse 4 and 5 lord when you went out from seir when you marched from the field of edom the earth quaked the heaven also dripped even the clouds dripped water the mountains quaked at the presence of the lord this sinai at the presence of the lord the god of israel deborah was true to her name you know what her name meant honey bee she stored honey in her the word of god in her hallelujah she stored in her heart what god did to her forefathers she didn't forget what god did to abraham or isaac or is or jacob and she pondered in her heart how powerful her god was and how powerful the creation he created and she trembled before the presence of god she saw she literally saw when she stood there how the mount sinai trembled in the presence of god verses 6 to 
In the days of Shamga, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were deserted, and travelers went by roundabout ways. The peasantry ceased. They ceased in Israel until I, Deborah, arose, until I arose a mother in Israel. New gods were chosen. Then war was in the gaze. Not a shield or a spear was seen among 40,000 in Israel. She was reminded of the severe oppression of the enemy. How dreadful those days were. The people were so afraid and they avoided main roads. When Israel chose new gods, war erupted at the city gates and not even a sword or a spear could be found in the warriors in Israel. Everything remained same until Deborah arose as a mother. The turning point, the turning point of the story of Deborah was she recognized who her God was. She recognized who she was to God. The oppression around you, the struggles of your people, the problems that you are facing will cease only when you know who your God is and only when you know what your calling is. Verse 9. My heart goes out to the commanders of Israel, the volunteers among the people. Bless the Lord. Deborah can't stop thanking God for the leaders or for the willing people who offered willingly to be with her. Because they gave her strength. They were with her. They heeded their, her instructions. So she was all the more praising again and again and again. Dear church, I'll tell you, let your leader, when they think about you, let this be the song from their heart. Let them thank God because God has given you in your leader's hands. Amen. Verses 13 to 15. Then survivors came down to the nobles. The people of the Lord came down to me as warriors. From Ephraim, those who root is in Amalek came down. Following you, Benjamin, with your peoples. From Machir, commanders came down. And from Zebulun, those who wield the staff of office. And the princes of Issachar were with Deborah. As was Issachar, so was Barak. Into the valley they rushed at his heels. Among the divisions of Reuben, there were great resources of heart. Hallelujah. When the leaders, commanders joined Deborah enthusiastically, some tribes also joined Deborah. Ephraim, Benjamin, Manasseh, Zebulun, Naphtali, Isaac joined Deborah and Barak. And verse 16 says, Why do you sit among the sheepfolds to hear the piping for the flocks? Among the divisions of Reuben, there were great searchings of heart. Gilead remained across the Jordan. And why did Dan stay in ships? Asher sat at the seashore and remained by its landings. Deborah felt sorry for these tribes who did not join God. Reuben, Gar, Asher and Dan who selfishly refused. Who selfishly concerned with their own affairs and they did not come to help Deborah and Barak. And again she praises in verse 18. Zebulun was a people who despised their lives even to death. And Naphtali also on the high places of the field. 
Zebulun and Naphtali, they were the people who risked their life, who despised their life in the first place itself. Because that was the command of God. God asked Deborah to call 10,000 people from Zebulun and Naphtali. At the first hand itself, they were with Deborah. And many other tribes joined Deborah. Can we see different types of people? Can we see different attitudes of people? All tribes born by one father. The children of Israel, Jacob, but different attitudes. The labor over you and me is a child of God. We all are children of God, but each one is different. Your willingness is different. Your character, your emotions, your obedience, everything is different. Even though we call as children of God. And heaven notices and take note of our attitude and our willingness. Who takes note? Heaven. Let's read 23, verse 23. Curse, Meros, said the angel of the Lord, utterly curse its inhabitants. Because they did not come to the help of the Lord against the warriors. While Deborah and Barak and the angels blessed those who joined with the Lord. We can hear a cry from another side. From another angel. Curse Meros. Curse Meros who took a neutral position. Who stood back. Not involving and not offering any help. How dare. How dare they could do that. When God's people in the battleground. How dare these tribes they could stand back with excuses. God has chosen you and me to do his work. Every single person in this room has a work assigned by the Lord. And it is our responsibility to respond to that amazing call of God. If you are willing, it will go well with you. If you are willing, it will go well with you. If you are unwilling, like how Mordecai said to Esther, do not imagine that you in the king's palace can escape any more than all the Jews. For if you remain silent at this time, Relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place and you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not attained royalty for such a time as this. Who knows the power that God has given you, the responsibility that God has given you, the influence that God has entrusted you. Who knows? You should know. It is to be used for this time, for such a time as this, when the oppression is severe. Influence, lead people. This is very serious. Today we heard our God is a God of distinction. And he demands distinction. He always seeks those who love him and those who serve him. And there is the distinction between those who love me and those who serve me. There is the distinction. 
And if you stand with the Lord, the distinction is you will reap blessings. Amen. Judges chapter 5 verse 19. The kings came and fought. Then fought the kings of Canaan at Tanakh near the waters of Megiddo. They took no plunder in silver. They took no plunder in silver. The, the kings came and fought. Who all came? The kings. Not only Jabin, many kings followed because Harashit Hagoim was the center capital of Gentile nations. The kings came and fought. But this time, the story was different. Hallelujah. This time, the story was different. They could not plunder the children of God. They could not take any gain from the children of God because somebody resolved to rise up as a mother. Because some leaders and some willing people joined with Deborah. Because of that, they could not plunder the children of Israel that time. When you take up your rightful position, your story will be different. Your story will, will change according to God's plan. The cyclic pattern of oppression. I'm speaking to someone very clearly today. The cyclic pattern of oppression will come to an end if you join with the Lord in his plans. Amen. Verse 20. The stars fought from heaven. From their courses they fought against the Sarah. The torrent of Kaishan swept them away. The ancient torrent, the torrent Kaishan. Oh my soul, march on with strength. Then the horses whose beat from the dashing, the dashing of his valiant steeds. Hallelujah. When some people decided to rise up to their calling, when some people decided to join with God, the creation stood with them. If God can do it in Deborah's time, how much more? How much more he will do it for us? Because our God is same yesterday, today and forever. The torrent of Kaishan swept them away. The ancient torrent, the torrent of Kaishan. I love this. When Jabin and Sisera found out that the plain of Kaishan, the plain of Kaishan was very suitable. When they looked at the plain of Kaishan, the river Kaishan, that plain looked so excellent to them. They thought, this is the ground of victory. And this valley, this river Kaishan will gain victory for us. You know what happened because of that? They had some confidence, overconfidence. Because of that, Jabin, Sisera, all the millions of army, 900 chariots, their weapon, everything, all together, they were about to cross the river, the shallow stream. Say the shallow river. Because the river was truly, the river was shallow stream. If you get some time, you go and just study about this river Kaishan. It will blow your mind away. Last day I just went and just search. I saw a video of this river Kaishan. Oh, that blew my mind away. 
when i saw the river kaishan i felt that river kaishan was created for deborah and her people there was a waterfall there is a water still there there is a waterfall in the river kaishan so this river kaishan seemed very shallow to them say shallow stream say shallow river suddenly say suddenly suddenly a tremendous rainstorm flooded in the river i believe with the rainstorm god opened the flood gates of heaven and flooded river kaishan otherwise how can this happen suddenly a tremendous rainstorm flooded the river the soft ground quickly became one huge bog a small shallow stream quickly became a raging river the great and mighty army were thrown into the torrent of kaishan the iron chariots all the 900 iron chariots because they were too heavy the horses and the soldiers were drowned in the great torrent god made everything for you for your victory hallelujah when you see some shallow river when you see something very insignificant no god can make that place insignificant for you god can make them like a torrent kaishan for you for your favor hallelujah and along with river kaishan the stars the angels fought for the children of god from heaven and now mother deborah mother deborah who already saw this event with her spiritual eyes because she is moving with the heart of god so mother deborah she saw this event with her spiritual eyes was not taken by surprise she was not surprised when suddenly when the river became so flooding and rash she was not taken by surprise you know what she did she knew this is the time she blew her whistle and commanded barak barak my son come now is the time now is the time river kaishan is ready the stars are ready the angels are ready and what happened at the whistle of mother deborah bara came and finished the entire army finished the entire army with the enemy's weapon because they didn't have a single sword or spear let's go back to judges chapter 4 verse 23 Do you love this God? Amen. Do you know though the God who acted on behalf of Deborah can act mightily on on your behalf? Do you believe this God? Like how we heard, do you trust this God? Do you trust this God? Amen. So God subdued on that day Jabin the king of Canaan before the sons of Israel. The hand of the sons of Israel pressed heavier and heavier and heavier upon king jabin the king of canaan until they had destroyed jabin the king of canaan so jabin became history jabin became history 
Jabin was destroyed. But what happened to Sisera? Jabin became history. But what happened to Sisera? Verse 17. Now Sisera fled away on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin the king of Hazar and the house of Heber the Kenite. So where did Sisera go? To the tent of Jael for protection. Because there was peace between Jabin and Heber the Kenite. So Jael's tent was a safe abode for Sisera. He chose the perfect place. Because there is no war between Jael and Sisera. That was like a perfect peaceful place for Sisera. And at this time, according to the word of the mother, Deborah, Jael was all ready. Say Jael was all ready. Hope you remember that. Jael was all ready. Let's go to Judges chapter 5 verse 24 to 27. Judges chapter 5 verse 24 down. So here Deborah is blessing Jael. Most blessed of woman is Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite. Most blessed is she of woman in the tent. Here mother Deborah is praising Jael. True leaders who carry the father heart of God will always praise. They will not be stingy in praising others. Do not be stingy in appreciating those who do good. Let that appreciation flow from your heart. It is the quality of your father. Your father is like that. Your, fa your heavenly father is like that. He appreciates he encourages. So here Mother Deborah is encouraging, is appreciating Jael. So, yeah, Sisera asked for water. She gave him milk. In a magnificent bowl, she brought him curds. Have you ever tried, when you went home, did you try that combination, curd and milk? No, you didn't have. <laughs> yes. She reached out her hand for the tent peg and her right hand for the worksman hammer. Then she struck Sisera. She smashed his head and she shattered and pierced his temple. Between her feet he bowed. He fell, he lay. Between her feet he bowed. He fell. Where he bowed, there he fell dead. The prophecy of Mother Deborah came to pass. What did Deborah prophesy to Barak? The victory God will give. God will give the title of victory to a woman. That came to pass on that day. So now, I want all the church to pay attention. Who initiated or who started the war? Okay. Jabin, they were oppressing, but in, in God's view, who initiated the war? Who started the war? Deborah. Say Deborah started the war. Who finished the war? No. Jael finished the war. Hallelujah. A woman started the war and a woman finished the war. 
Nothing is impossible with God. Amen. Woman being in a battleground is very unusual. A woman killing a commander is not normal. It's unheard. But God used a woman to start the war and God used a woman to end the war. Hallelujah. Amen. Hope you could flow with me. Your size does not matter to God. Amen. Who you are in the flesh does not matter to God. Everything that matters to God is how you respond in the spiritual realm. Amen. Deborah responded in the spiritual realm. She rose up as a mother. Jael responded to the instruction of Deborah. And she fulfilled the call of God over her life. Nothing is impossible with God. Hallelujah. Deborah started with what she had. What did she have? She had Barak. She had 10,000 soldiers who were fat and sloppy. And no fight left with them. She started with no spear or no weapon. And Jael ended the story with what she had. Some milk. Some curd. One ten peg. Worker's hammer. Do we have curd at home? Do we have milk at home? Make use of it. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible with God. Amen. Both of them did not have any machine guns or nuclear weapons to go for the war. They used what they had. They used what God has deposited in them. When God is asking you to start something, start where you are, under the palm tree of Deborah. And start with what you have. Even if it is curd and milk, start with what you have. Do not tell God that I will start if I get um, machine guns or some advanced technology. Or when I be a little more older. Or when I have some many followers with me. Oh, let me prepare for some more time. This is, this is not me. I cannot do this. We need to move in the time of God. We need to move when God is moving. God has fixed a time for the stars to fight from their orbit. Hallelujah. God has fixed a time for the river Kaishon to get flooded. God has fixed some time for the Heber to be away from his tent and Jael to be alone in her tent. If we complain and murmur and what we do not have, the stars will not wait for you. The river Kaishon will not wait for you. Heber the king and he will not wait for you. No one and nothing will wait for you. You have to move with God in the time of God. You know the reason why you're stuck and not progressing in your calling? Can I enlighten you? According to you, the reasons might be, I do not have right people, right weapons, or any opportunity. These are all silly excuses. Silly excuses. Not valid. Not legal. 
the reason why you are stuck and you are not seeing progress in your call because you always take stock of what you don't have enikku adilla enikku idilla we taken doctorate in that i don't have that i don't have this they have iron chaddies i don't have even one spear or sword you are not grateful for what you have my dear children of god god has entrusted you with more much more oh his spirit in you is more than enough amen oh hallelujah the spirit that raised jesus from the dead he is in you he is enough he is enough if you are stuck in your calling because you don't believe in god you don't believe who your god is and you are not ready to move when god is ready start with what you have say god will provide everything else god will arrange the stars he will arrange the river kaishan he will arrange angels he will arrange everything but do not look at what you don't have look to jesus he has everything because you serve a big god bigger than anything that you need you serve an awesome god who will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in christ jesus oh hallelujah 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 i don't know how i can bypass the scripture he will provide everything amen When Deborah arose as a mother in Israel stars did not fall from the sky She did not wait for any special gift to operate in her life She did not wait for any extraordinary event to happen in her life but her spiritual senses became sharper Hallelujah that's the secret that's where the secret is and she started to move in the heart of god and she started to move with god when the spirit moved that side she went with the spirit when god moved this side she went with the spirit and she put use of everything she had access on hallelujah let this word set you free my dear church everything that she had access on she used those things She sat with God and learned the strategy of war. Do not go by your experience for every war there is a specific strategy. You have to hear from God and God will tell you the strategy. She prepared the route map. Hallelujah. The Mount Tabor was the actual destination for the war. What God told, though that is just to confuse your enemy. Revocation is the actual sport destination for the war and she informed jail my daughter jail be ready with whatever you have she might have given her the tips curd and milk they are excellent give to sisera and make him sleep then you do your work and she arose and went with barak speaking in the battleground she moved with god and the entire team moved with god in the exact timing of god 
she was not bothered about what she did not have or what her enemy had that is another problem for us we take stock of what we do not have and we take stock of what others have and that is a stumbling block she never bothered what she had what she didn't possess she just knew with god on her side nothing was impossible she had a true knowledge of who her god was she was so certain that she served the same god of abraham isaac jacob moses joshua caleb the idea of water from the rock manna from heaven sun standing still was not new to her the idea of sun and moon coming and assisting the children of god was not new to her she had a true knowledge of god amen i want you to say with me say she had a true knowledge of god say true knowledge of god and the knowledge of god provided everything she need hallelujah the knowledge of who her god was provided her everything she needed amen second peter chapter 1 verse 3 say the true knowledge is the secret second peter chapter 1 verse 3 seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence i don't know how to explain this verse this is too deep this verse is too deep seeing that his divine power whose divine power say my god's divine power can you just explain the power of god super power amen he is strong stronger than anyone his divine power has granted to us everything all things pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence god's power his super power has granted already given i want to take it to the next level is already deposited in you everything all things pertaining to life and godliness everything you need to fulfill the call of god is already in you is deposited in you amen how will you know what are the things how will you know through the true knowledge of jesus christ when you truly know who jesus is and when you truly know who you are in jesus you will have everything to fulfill god's call over your life you just need to start with what you have only the starting is the issue look take stock of what you have and go ahead with what you have everything else you need during the journey the knowledge of jesus christ will provide for it it was like that for jesus you agree with me it was like that for jesus i can prove it for you did jesus lack anything to fulfill his calling he was born as a carpenter's son he did not born in the palace did jesus lack anything to fulfill his calling no when the blind wanted to see he used some clay mixed with his saliva and healing happened hallelujah 
when the deaf and the mute wanted healing he spoke ifata and his mouth and his ears were opened when he wanted to raise someone from the dead what did jesus do he stood before the the tomb and he said father i know father i know you always listens to me i have a true knowledge of who you are then he said lazarus come out and what happened he came out because he knew everything he needed to sustain his call is provided is found in his father amen when somebody wanted wine he took some water and turned into wine that's a jesus i serve that's a jesus you serve when he wanted money it came from the mouth of the fish when we wanted to cross the sea you know what my jesus did he walked on the water hallelujah hallelujah whatever you need to fulfill your call is in christ is in the true knowledge of christ jesus never lacked anything because he had a true knowledge of who his father was he said i do the things that i see what my father is doing i speak what i hear from my father he didn't do anything other than what he heard or what he saw in his father through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence oh hallelujah he called us our calling is from god our calling is from jesus and our calling is not cheap it is glorious it is excellence because it is god's calling god's calling is always glorious and excellent the glorious and excellent call of god over your life can be sustained or provided only through the true knowledge of jesus christ you cannot fulfill the call of god with what the world offers no you're in great mistake because what the world offer is substandard compared to your glorious calling you cannot fulfill the call of god with that which is not excellent and that which is not glorious your calling is not cheap because it is god's calling your calling is not cheap cheap things can never complement your calling cheap things can never complement your calling if you can get this word my beloved people you will never despise your calling you will always go from glory to glory from faith to faith amen if you are standing in one level tomorrow you are supposed to reach to the next level next glory to the next level of faith if you are stuck because you don't hear from god you don't know who jesus is you don't have a true knowledge of who jesus is whatever you need pertaining to life and godliness is already deposited in christ it is already deposited in christ you search christ you will find it you search christ you will find it when you search god's call in you according to your standard you will see barak you will see only barak you will see only 10000 fat and sloppy warriors without any sword or spear if deborah went for the battle without the true knowledge of god we here 
that the battle was very ordinary and mundane. They will be already wounded and they'll end up in somewhere. Because Deborah knew who her God was, what all, what all his riches and glory, the battle entered glorious and excellent. When Deborah understood who her God was, the battle became victorious. She couldn't even stop worshipping God. She couldn't even stop praising God because the result was glorious. I, I, I tell you, my dear people, the call of God over your life is glorious. Do not take it cheap. It's excellent. If you search God's call within you, with what you have, you will never find it. You know what you can find the best? Five feet, six inches from top to bottom or 62 kilos, kilograms. That's what you find if you're going to search God's call in you. You will not go beyond this five feet and six inch. You will never be able to go beyond and you will get exhausted. And you cannot go beyond a certain level. Because you do not know the weight of your calling. Hallelujah. You do not know the weight of your calling and God's glorious riches backing your calling. Your calling cannot be shut up within you. That's why you should search Christ. Search Jesus. As you search Jesus, your calling will be revealed. As you search Jesus, you will go from glory to glory. From faith to faith. From victory to victory. It can be found only in Jesus. You know why? It cannot be found in you. It can never be found in you. It can find only in Jesus because you are hidden in Christ. Hallelujah. This should set you free. Because you are hidden in Christ. In Christ, you will have all the answers. Christ holds all things together. He holds your calling. He calls everything pertaining towards your calling. Holds your provision. He holds the atmosphere. He holds your strength. He holds everything. In Jesus Christ, everything holds together. My dear people, God sent me to tell you this. Your call is glorious and excellent. Deborah was a judge. She was a prophetess. But she was not satisfied there. She knew there was something more. So much more. She knew that the call of God over her life is glorious and excellence. And she wanted to see that. She wanted to see the excellence of God over her life. So she came so close to God. She started to move in the emotions of God. The same God is inviting you today. You have a call over your life. And one more thing. 
there are different dimensions about your calling. Amen. As you progress, you will see that there are different dimensions. It is according to your willingness. It is according to your readiness. I can boldly say that every day you can make progress. But it is dependent on you. How much you know Christ. How much you know Christ. Daniel chapter 11 verse 32. But the people who know their God. Say know their God. Shall prove themselves strong. And shall stand firm. And do mighty exploits for God. If you want to do mighty exploits. You should know who your God is. Do you want to do mighty exploits for your God? Don't look at yourselves. If you look at yourselves, you cannot find anything. You cannot find anything. Everything that you need to fulfill this call over your life is found in? Found in? Jesus, the true knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. The true knowledge of Jesus Christ will make you who you are supposed to be. We heard that today. You are not supposed to be like this. I can close my eyes and say, even if you are so excellent in your ministry, if you are, you are like the pro, I can tell you. You are not supposed to be here. There is a high place to go. There is a high place to go. God wants to prophesy that someone over you today. There is a higher place to go. There is a higher place to go. Do not be satisfied where you are with what you have. The provision to fulfill your call is glorious, is excellent. It is found only in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whatever you need is found in Christ. Deborah found that everything is in God. So she raised her standard to hear God more frequently. To commune with God. The same God is asking you. He knows the secret. He's asking you, know Jesus more intimately. Then you will know whom you are called to be. Amen. Your calling is not cheap. Your calling is not normal. Your calling is not Usual, your calling is unusual. Your calling is weightier. Amen. The God's calling of your life, no one can, no one can despise it. You cannot despise it. And you cannot fulfill God's call with what you have. Use what you have. Be ready to use what you have. If you have the ability to sing, sing. If you have the ability to cook, cook. If you have a good house, open the door for your house. If you know to preach Jesus, stand in the street and preach. Start with what you have. And it is God who is going to supply. Amen. Only then your calling will be fulfilled. Your calling can be excellent and glorious. Amen. You want to match with your God? Do you want to match with your God? I'm standing here. I know that I'm nowhere close to the standard my God has for me. I'm nowhere. But every day I'm progressing. I can see progress. Every day I'm progressing. The mandate of my life is not this. It is glorious. It is excellent. 
Amen. For that calling, we need to have a true knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. Amen. God bless you. Hello, this is Nishad Dilipkoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.